Perhaps the most misleadingly named of the fantasy races, if also very fun to say, bugbears are the hairy goblinoid boogeymen that have stalked the bestiary since the very first edition of the game. Now in 5th edition, we finally get a chance to play as them. In some ways, they're exactly what you'd expect, but it's the small nuances that this race has that we are going to discuss in today's episode. Pretty much everyone's experience with this creature is exactly the same. They hear the name and they assume that it's some sort of insect grizzly bear, and they're pretty surprised to find out that it's not that at all. It's some kind of furry goblin instead. We get the word bugbear by combining an old English word that means frightening thing and an old Welsh word that means evil spirit or goblin. This is also where we get the term boogeyman and bugaboo. It essentially means scary goblin, and that's exactly how D&D portrays them. Bugbears are goblins with a lot more muscle, hair, killer instinct, and less scheming. Bugbears are pretty much only seen as monsters, things that stalk silently through the woods and outskirts of civilizations that are surely to come and snatch away your children in the middle of the night who don't obey their parents. This perception is justified, for the most part. But unlike other goblins and hobgoblins, a lurking and potential threat is exactly what they're content to be. Where goblins launch raids and hobgoblins build armies, the bugbears are lazy opportunists. Rarely living in groups larger than a dozen or so, bugbears rarely are concerned with more than their own survival, and perhaps survival of their gang. They enjoy bullying and enslaving weaker races, and even eating other humanoids and creatures when the opportunity arises. But as with everything they do, they do so lazily, and only when convenient for them. Bugbears usually want nothing more than a full belly and a cave to sleep in, and perhaps a weak servant to bring them some more snacks on occasion. It's this dim-witted lethargy that has kept bugbears from ever really becoming a serious threat. The presence of bugbears in an area is no more dangerous and just as common as the presence of, say, wolves. They're predatory, and they're not nice to run into in the middle of the night, but they're not about to wage war or take over a nearby village. Or really come up with anything clever that you can't really account for. Bugbears with a steady supply of food would be harmless if it weren't for their religious beliefs. Bugbears worship two patron deities, the warrior brothers Hugrek and Grankul. Hrugek embodies bugbear's strength and ferocity, while Grankul embodies the bugbear's stealth and cunning. Both brothers are honored by bloodshed. Decapitating an enemy in battle or backstabbing unsuspecting travelers are both equally holy acts in the name of their deities. Further pushing bugbears to violence, the goblin deity Muglebiet once captured Hurugek and Grankul, then freed them as long as they remain in his service. Freed. Bugbears understand that worship to their gods in part honors their captor Muglebiet and while they don't worship the goblin god, they feel indebted to serve alongside their deities. When goblin kings and hobgoblin warlords call, bugbears often join the warbands, serving, albeit somewhat lazily, to help repay the divine debt. Hrugek and Grankel aren't blind to this service either. All bloodshed and predation honor them without pomp or circumstance, and they have no temples or clerics. But there is one special ritual bugbears often perform for them. Bugbears take the heads of their fallen foes, particularly if they were strong opponents, and cut away the eyelids before impaling them on spikes or hanging them as trophies. Bugbear gangs that have the favor of their deities often find that these heads will actually, well, they shout at intruders, much like an alarm spell, and will often spout off uh, secrets they knew in life, which is terrifying. 
Bugbears have many goblinoid features, but are far larger and hairier. They have claws and snouts that somewhat resemble those of a bear, but the similarities are quite fleeting. Most of their features are often obscured by thick and matted hair, and the facial features that do stick out are decidedly wide and pointed, much like a goblin's. Their actual skin is usually yellowish to reddish-brown, their fur tends toward the brown, and their eyes run a gambit of earth tones, alongside more bestial yellows, oranges, and occasionally a greenish-white. And the fact that I have to go into that deep of a description over what a bugbear is really does speak to how just off this name is to some people. In Toral and most other D&D settings, bugbears are monsters and lazy ones at that. In these settings, you'll need some good reasons why this boogeyman from the woods is adventuring alongside the rest of the party. This can range from a lot of things, such as being exiled from bugbear society or being raised away from it altogether. Or maybe you're just tired of this whole society thing and want to go rough it in the woods. You know, it's D&D. Do whatever you want. Since bugbears are inclined to have a ferocious nature, this could definitely set you up for some real fish-out-of-water situations. So take your time and really think about how you're going to interact with the party and the world at large. This part's pretty simple, as bugbears have short and simple genderless names taken from the goblin language. We'll throw some examples up here on screen, but like I said, really simple. Starting with your ability score increase, your strength score increases by 2 and your dexterity increases by 1, which are both key for melee martial characters such as barbarians, monks, paladins, and many other fighters. As for your age, bugbears reach adulthood at around 16 and live up to 80 years old. And as for alignment, bugbears endure a harsh existence that demands each of them to remain self-sufficient, even at the expense of their followers. They tend to be chaotic evil. In order to play alongside a typical adventuring party, you'll need to play against type at least a little bit. You'll need to come up with some reason to be adventuring rather than living in the woods and lopping off heads for fun. When it comes to size, bugbears are between 6 and 8 feet tall and weigh between 250 to 350 pounds. Your size is medium, but you're on the beefy side of medium. Your base walking speed is 30, so nothing strange there, and also kind of common is your dark vision. It's a common ability, but a blessing in every situation, if you ask me. Bugbears are also long-limbed, meaning that when you make a melee attack on your turn, your reach for it is 5 feet greater than normal. This may not sound like a lot at first, but it's huge. Attacking from 10 feet away means you're free to make your attacks and leave without giving the enemy a chance to make attacks of opportunity, or to make attacks with the party tanks still in between you and the bad guys. It's downright abusable and a hair's breadth away from broken, but I've run into enough situations where this can be countered by a clever DM, or a really devious one. Bugbears also have a powerful build, meaning that you can count as one size larger when determining your carrying capacity and the weight that you can push, drag, or lift. This is the trait we get in exchange for being on the beefy side of medium instead of large. It generally won't come up unless your DM can think of a clever way to work it into the campaign, or if, for whatever reason, your campaign is centered around knowing the weight and distribution of things, but it's definitely nice to have. And bugbears are also capable of a surprise attack, meaning that if you surprise a creature and hit it with an attack on your first turn in combat, the attack deals an extra 2d6 damage to it. You can use this trait only once per combat. What counts as a surprise can get hazy depending on what your DM has to say about it, but generally whenever you get the drop on an enemy you should be getting this lovely damage boost. 2d6 is especially strong at early levels, so try to make the best use of it as early as you can. Which should be easy to do, because bugbears are sneaky, meaning that you are proficient in the stealth skill. 
Stealth is one of the most important skills, and just nabbing it here for free is a very welcome bonus, especially if you're trying to take advantage of the surprise attack trait. Isn't it also just kind of hilarious to picture this big creature out-stealthing others in the party with just absolute ease? That just kind of humors me. And finally, as for the languages that you can speak, read, and write in, that is limited to common and goblin. And unless your adventure takes place with a lot of goblins for some reason, this is more than likely going to be a throwaway language, but any clever DM can figure out a way to work this into the campaign at some point. So D&D is thankfully really flexible, and you should always feel free to go against type and whip up a bugbear wizard if that's what you really want to do. But bugbears are built for martial classes. The strength and the extra reach really helps them with any plan that involves smacking or stabbing your way through conflicts. If you're looking to make the most of your abilities, these are some really good builds to start with. Beginning with the Hairy Assassin, while this does leave that plus two strength blowing in the wind, making your bugbear a rogue, specifically an assassin that can do some incredibly nasty ambushes using their surprise attack trait, can be a lot of fun. The assassinate ability gives you an advantage on enemies that haven't taken a turn in combat yet, and makes all attacks against surprise enemies into automatic critical hits. And yes, you get to double that delicious surprise attack damage in the crit. So even at level 3, a bugbear assassin making a surprise attack will deal a whopping 10d6 plus modifiers. And then we have Hrugek's Blessed Barbarian. Strength and dexterity already fit perfectly for barbarians, but here we want to especially abuse your long-limb trait using the path of the Ancestral Guardian. The Ancestral Protector's ability says that the first guy you smack while raging has disadvantage and deals half damage if it attacks anybody but you on the next turn. It really assumes that you're in the front and tanking all the hits, but what if you were 15 feet away and your allies were in between? Simply choose a reach weapon like a halberd and then you can use your first attack each round to poke the enemy currently locked in combat with your enemies, and use any remaining attacks against closer targets. You'll usually get to massively debuff a target every round this way, or else they'll have to take the attacks of opportunity from the rest of your party in their desperate attempt to get to you. I've run enough campaigns to know that sometimes people just need to let loose and play a character that some may describe as, let's say, brutish, or even just straight up evil. Thankfully, the bugbear is able to bring a lot of gameplay variety to the table, along with a lot of opportunities for fun role-playing and even character growth over the course of a longer campaign. Your bugbear could start very violent, an angry creature that barely cares for his adventuring party to a slightly more empathetic, higher-level version of the exact same character. An anti-himbo, if you will. Thank you guys so much for watching, I really appreciate it. Be sure to like and subscribe because we put out new content like this every week. And if you're creating a bugbear character that you're proud of, I would love to read about it down in the comments, as well as any other ideas you guys would like to see us cover here on the show. Thanks again for watching, my name's Patrick Ferguson from Skull Splitter Dice, and until next time, farewell. Thanks for joining us. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe so you never miss out.